turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, 602-508-0960. If you'd like to join us, it's easy to do that. Just give us a call. We have open lines available. And Jeremy, I don't know if he's sleeping or snoring or if he's awake or if he's, uh, you know, listening to music one way or the other he'll answer your phone i promise you 602-508-0960 and god has blessed me with one of the best engineers one of the best producers of our show and jeremy is the dude quality transmission in tempe doesn't have different grades of repair you're always going to give their best effort now they're not the cheapest they're not the most expensive guys in town but they're the most thorough and you're going to get what you pay for and they're going to fix your symptom that's guaranteed and when they're done, two things. Number one, you owe them less than what they bid it. And number two, your symptoms are gone. That's important. Bob tells me that he only replaces or has to actually do major overhauls on 20, 25, 30% of the cars that come in. He says the rest of the cars simply have an input or an output that's fouled up or a bad connection somewhere, or perhaps they need fluid or something like that. But he can diagnose it one way or another. So 90% of quality transmission business is from repeat customers and or customer referrals. So they've been around since 1977, quality transmission, been serving the East Valley for a very long time. And if you try Steve and Bob, they'll drive with you and they'll test your car and they'll talk to you for free. I know you'll be happy if you use quality transmission. Chuck, thank you for holding. How can I help you this morning? I need to know if you can replace a six-cylinder engine and transmission in a Jeep Grand Cherokee with a eight-cylinder. Yes, you can. But I I want to tell you that there's huge problems with that, but the answer is, is there's plenty of guys in town that can do that, but I want you to take whatever number they give you and triple it. Uh, oh, now, now, now let me explain. Let me explain. Okay, I'm just going to rattle off, and you think about things that are going to be changed, Bob Key. Mm-hmm. You think accelerator cable is going to be different, radiator is going to be different, all the hoses are going to be different, the engine mount is going to be different. Now you you have to buy more than just the engine. You have to buy all the brackets that hold the power steering, the air conditioning, the alternator, the water pump. You have to buy a new shroud. You have to remount the radiator. Uh, All the exhaust system is going to change. All the wiring is going to change. All the electronics is going to change. Everything's going to change. So the engine setting in a V8 monster with a a, a transmission. And in your Jeep situation, now we have a transmission change. 
That means the a transfer, if it's a four-wheel drive Jeep, the transfer case has changed, the drive shafts are changed, all that's changed. And let us not forget that, you know, you mentioned a shroud, but we would probably need a larger radiator, yep. a larger transmission cooler, um, yep. you know, and... The transmission lines from the transmission to the radiator have to be replumbed. Yep. Here's, here's what you would do, in my opinion. This takes a little bit of work, but it's very, very rewarding. What kind of Jeep have you got, Chuck? 99 Grand Cherokee Laredo. Okay. Did they make that with a V8? Yes. I would get on the Internet, and I'd find me a wrecked 99 V8, and I'd buy the whole son of a gun. Yep. I would advertise. I would buy the whole thing because it's going to have everything you need right there. Now, you set that, you strip off the front fenders and the hood, and you set that next to yours, and you strip off your front, your hood, and then put do 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 and we have a whole bunch of labor, but the parts are all right there. That's, that would, now, you could take your six-cylinder and put a little blower on it, that would give you V8 power, and that would cost you about three or four thousand dollars, and uh, that, that, those are if you're looking for power and, and, and stump pulling power, the supercharger's an RPM kind of thing, so it's not going to give you that torque that you need, but it's going to make that V6 or that straight six that you got in that giant Cherokee, it'll wake you it up big time. Chuck, if I were uh, going to add to Mark's comments here, I'd say that if I were presented with your challenge, I would clean up and sell the six-cylinder, turn around and buy the eight-cylinder, and never go under the hood of either one of them. And and, and that's the, and you know what? Your answer is better than mine. Your answer is better than mine. If unless you've fallen in love with that Jeep and that back seat holds special thing in your in your history, stop laughing. You're just I'm making sorry. it worse than it is. Uh, I was thinking of your own back seats all the time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Chuck, I think Bob's idea is better than mine. But you if you want to me, thank you. Right. <laughs> Chuck, thanks very much. Anything else? Thanks. All righty, bud. Thank you. All right, Jeremy, who's next? Jerry, good morning to you. How are you doing today, Jerry? I'm doing great, Mark. And got a great show. I listen to it on podcasts all the time. Oh, good. Thank you. Oh, um, I'm looking possibly to get a uh, diesel pickup truck. Uh, they have okay. this new Dodge out that's the half ton. Uh-huh. Uh, for work, I pull a 3,000-pound trailer. I have a flatbed trailer that I put my toys on. And that weighs maybe five grand. Um, so I'm thinking Dodge because I know people are getting a decent Dodge. So, but I know nothing about maintenance on Dodges. Uh, I know the truck that I'm using now is a 2010. It's got a 4.7. It pulls my work trailer okay. But around town, if I'm getting anything better than 10.4, I'm lucky. <laughs> so I'm okay. thinking maybe with the diesel, I'll up my mileage, increase my ability to pull. But I don't sure. know anything about me. All right, lots of questions here. First of all, the, the new Dodge Diesel is brand new. And as we all know in our industry, that the first three or four years are going to be rocky as we fine-tune the attributes of this new diesel. Um, it seems like all of them, and I'm talking all of them, will use you, their customer, for their R&D, research and development uh, properties. So stuff hits the market long before it's really been tested, and they can't afford to wait because somebody else will come out. So I don't have an opinion on the new Dodge Diesel. I can tell you that the old Dodge Diesel in every way, shape, or form is the finest diesel out there, which is the Cummins. 
And I own a Cummins. My son owns a Cummins. We work on lots of Cummins, but we work on last year we did 41 major engine repairs on Fords, and I think we did one GM and one, Dur one GM Duramax and I think one Cummins diesel. And the GM and the Cummins were both um, driver-caused, <laughs> and it had nothing to do with the motor. I think that little diesel, as long as it shows a 5,000-pound trailer capability, I think it would be appropriate. But I'm willing to bet that even on its best day, assuming it's pacing and back kind of driving or around town, you're still going to be. What would you say his fuel economy is going to be with that little small diesel? Well, it's it's interesting. I've got a friend who's got one, and he's reporting unloaded 70 miles an hour. He's tiptoeing on 28. Okay. Now, when he hooks a trailer up to it, um, he said that uh, it'll drop into the low 20s. Okay. And if you put, you know, what Jerry's describing, a 5,000-pounder behind it, uh -huh. he's in the teens. Okay, now, thank you for that, because you, you, you divided that up perfectly. The issue is, is that my one-ton... Doesn't care. <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> my one-ton knows, it says, Mark, if you stop being an idiot and running those hills as fast as you are. But my one ton, if I keep the tack, I mean, I can really lope along at 75 miles an hour at 1650. So if I'm at 1650 and I'm being, uh, I'm, I, and let's pretend this, my wife has a hot cup of coffee in her lap, okay? All right, let's just pretend that. I was going to say, under what condition could we possibly expect to see you loaf along at 65? I have my church choir in the back seat with cop hot coffee on their lap. Okay, okay, the entire choir, I might buy it. Okay, so at that point, I'm 16 to 18, 18 and a half on my good day, up and downhill, average it out. Um, what you saw on my odometer or my speed the other day on my it was 15.2, 15.5, 15.6, an empty at yeah. about 70, 75 miles an hour with the four of us in it when we went to Roosevelt Lake to look at the dam and stuff. And then um, when the, on, on the very best, I'm close to 18 around town, I'm at 15, and when I'm acting like an idiot, I'm down to 12 and 13. I think he's going to be the same. He might go from 10 to 12, 13, or 14, but with that trader, I don't think he's going to get better than that. No, I'd agree. So, anyway, uh, the other thing is, is what do you think about the EcoBoost for something of like this? Well, um, I was going to share that. I've got a 2015 EcoBoost F-150, and I've been clocking 23, 24 on the highway with it. And so far, my city mileage, which is uh, about 18-mile commute, is coming in in the high, you know, 22, 22 and a half range. All right. Now, you're in Kerrville, Texas, and you're on the interstate, but you also go to Dallas to buy motorcycles. I have do. Have you used this truck to haul that trailer yet? No, I, but I have pulled uh, a trailer with a six-seater Viking. Okay. Probably 3,500 pounds between the trailer, and uh, this is the little EcoBoost, the 2.7, and I can tell you it didn't feel like it was back there. Okay, but mileage approximately? Uh, towing, I didn't reset the deal, but I guess it was probably 14-ish. Okay. As much as it pains me to talk about a Ford in a good way, oh. I'm going to just let that slide right by, <laughs> and I'm going to say, Jerry, certainly the EcoBoost has been around long enough for me to say that it seems like a very powerful four-cylinder, turbocharged four-cylinder engine. Is yours twin turbo? Mine is a six-cylinder twin turbo. Okay. Uh, so yours is a six-cylinder twin turbo. Right. The four-cylinder, they say, is equally as right. rumping and stomping. So, yeah, those would be the two. I don't think General Motors has anything except a 250 or a, a 2500 with the Duramax's, the V8. And yeah. I'm not quite sure that that's applicable for yours. Jeremy, who's next, buddy? Harry, good morning to you. How can I help you? Yeah, Harry? I've got a couple questions, Mark. 
Sure. How's your day going? Uh, you know, it's good because the women haven't been yelling at me, uh, and I got up before them, and so far um, I haven't been in any trouble. Harry, thank you for asking. Well, the day isn't over. And <laughs> As we all well know. <laughs> That's what yeah, my wife said the other day. So, uh, one is we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, items and, and things you can put on your tires to make them look better or whatever. I, I know a couple years ago one of the major RV uh, outfits over in uh, Mesa who sells lots of RV stuff, they have this product that you uh, put on your tires. It was a UV uh, uh, uh you know, protect. Protectant. And, yeah. Uh, I didn't know if you had run across anything like that or what. Uh, Harry, I don't. I don't know about exactly what you're talking about, but let me give you another example of what I do know. The RV industry in general has always had a desert protection package, and the desert protection package was UV. It was rain resistant. It would bead water off your coach. It would maintain the glow, maintain the shine, the sheen. It, it made your bowel movements regular, it made your throat better, and you had no more earwax. Okay? Well, this, and, this deal was in a can, and you paint it on your, on your tires to protect, uh, you know, your tires from the UV. That's what this is. I, I know, I know, but, but I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm using an analogy so that I don't get in trouble about someone's specific. You, you've, you've identified this a little deeper than I would have wanted you to, so I'm aware of what you're talking about, but let me just use this example. Um, the desert protection package is in the vernacular of those insiders is called Mop and Glow. Right. So many of them use the product Mop and Glow on your RVs and charge thousands of dollars for that. Um, I, I suggest to you that the, the you know, we're going to have to take a break. Harry, I need you to hold on because I'm up against a break and I'm already late. So you stay right there and anybody else stay right there because in about three minutes we'll be right back right after this. Mike Gallagher believes we haven't seen the last of Joe Biden. Joe Biden huddling with Elizabeth Warren at his residence over the weekend unexpectedly. He summoned Elizabeth Chief Pocahontas Warren. I'm telling you, I've been saying it all along. Joe Biden's going to run. Get ready. For a Biden-Warren ticket. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 6, right before Dennis Prager at 9, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. 
Grand Canyon University is Arizona's premier private Christian university where students gain the next generation education they need to enter the workforce of the 21st century. GCU offers the most experienced leadership in delivering degree programs online. Choose from more than 100 bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in high-demand employment areas. Study in one of our eight distinct colleges, including our progressive Coangelo College of Business, where entrepreneurial spirit, innovation, and servant leadership are the pillars on which the college is founded. To keep our curriculum relevant across the university, we've worked closely with industry leaders to ensure we are meeting their needs, and we've developed challenging courses with their feedback in mind. Our online programs give students the flexibility they need to earn their degree. Join our innovative digital classroom, connect with full-time faculty, and enjoy complete access to our vibrant Phoenix campus community. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Kaesan. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Listen every weekday from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot. The reason why I play this Diamond Rio song, it's called In God We Trust, is because I wanted to show someone who I talked to this weekend. There's a small community in the northwest part of, uh, northwest of Phoenix, northeast of Phoenix, that doesn't want to play this song. And, um, and I know that it's an appropriate song, and I didn't ask for permission because I didn't need to. So if you want to listen to the song yourself, the video is pretty nifty. It's Diamond Rio and God We Trust. Mark Salem here with Bob Key, and we're talking about car car repair. Let me tell you about Kurtz Auto real quick. He's proud to be an independent, family-owned, and operated auto repair shop. They were just recognized as this year's Better Business Bureau Ethic Award winner in his category, and that says a lot. Since they opened their doors in 1987, Kurtz Auto Repair has been working on domestic and import, gas and diesel, he doesn't like it when I say this, but he works on your lawnmower and your weed eater. You can take those to him as well. He employs ASC certified technicians, and that means your vehicle is going to be diagnosed and repair, and then the repair verified by well-trained and certified professionals. Kurtz Auto Repairs, I-17 in Bell, northeast corner. I-17 in Bell, northeast corner. Kurtz Auto Repair. Hey, Harry. Yep. We're, we're talking about UV protection for the tires. Um, that, that used to be a big issue. It is really not 
anymore. The reason why it still continues to boil up all the time is because um, certain people use it to sell tires. And um, whether it's called weather checking versus weather cracking. But some of the experts I talk to say that if you can see um, deep within the tire or you can see the air, then that is certainly something you should address. Others say um, that there's some kind of a way that you can stick something in there and just check the depth and stuff like that. But but the, here's the issue. According to the big deal about tire expiration that, that the, our industry is going through and has for the last 12 and 15 years, when are we going to expire tires? The question always comes back to UV protection or UV uh, damage. And the government has said, and I'm not quite sure I believe this, that even when it's in the warehouse, it suffers from UV damage. And I thought UV had to do with the sun, and I'm thinking in a warehouse we don't have much sunlight. So I'm a little confused about that. But I can also tell you that um, there are different, in, in every issue when it comes to this, you have to look at the agendas of the parties. The tire makers don't want to talk about weather checking because in Mark's opinion, in their opinion, that's really a non-issue. In RVs, we want those tires replaced five to seven year intervals. I think closer to five is the most appropriate. Passenger car tires, my personal opinion is you better not go past 10 years of, of, of tire life. Commercial trucks, they wear out long before they have to replace them. And passenger car, like we said, passenger car tires 10 years. The lawyers don't want to put an expiration date on tires because then that eliminates that person's ability to sue the tire maker and the car maker and then the, the guy and all of his neighbors. So that eliminates some of their work. And then car manufacturers, tire manufacturers, they, of course, want to want to expire tires because they're going to overnight double their production and their sales because we're going to take all those tires that are expired off the ground. So you always have these agendas. But for me, Mark Salem, I don't use any dressing. I'm not concerned about UV protection. Um, I drive 10,000 miles, 12,000 miles a year, and I know my tires are going to be worn out long before I have to deal with any weather checking. RVs is where we talk about weather checking, and you should be replacing those five, six, seven thousand, or five, six, seven years anyway. But thank you, Harry. Thank you for bringing that up. And go ahead, go ahead, Harry. Just on motorcycles, I'm uh, I'm getting kind of old, and uh, I was kind of been looking at these uh, three wheelers, uh, you know, the conversions that uh, Honda has and the Harleys, and also the Can-Ams. And uh, since you have a motorcycle. Uh, person with you, uh, kind of interested in his opinion. Well, he, I, I, he's going to talk. Uh, he, go ahead, trikes. Trikes. So, Harry, your your trikes that have been around for a while, the typical Goldwing conversion and Harley-Davidson conversions, where you put two wheels back and one in the front, uh, are not going to feel like a conventional motorcycle because they can't lean into a corner. So if you're coming off a bike and you get onto one of those, you're going to have a learning curve, but it's not going to be huge. Um, when you go to something like the Spider, where they put the two wheels in the front. The Can-Am Spider. The Can-Am. Are, are they one of your advertisers, Mark? Or? No, but we want to we oh, okay. tie his okay. Can-Am to the okay. Spider. Excuse me. I'm a, I'm a radio rookie. I'm okay. just a motorcycle dealership All owner. Right. So Can-Am Spider, where we put the two wheels in the front, the driving wheel in the back. Uh, the most analogous riding experience is a snowmobile which isn't surprising since uh, Can-Am Sea-Doo Division has been making snowmobiles for forever. So when you when you first take out a spider on the highway, uh, your tendency is going to be to overcorrect for crosswinds or road variants, and you'll end up with sort of a twitchy ride initially. 
it takes some finesse to relax on the handle grips and let the bike uh, track. I would almost prefer that a customer did not have any previous riding experience if I was going to successfully put them on a spider. Um, that being said, uh, particularly in their RT and RTS models where they've got trunks and rear audio systems, uh, they're a very competitive product to our traditional trike. Okay, so Harley-Davidson trike is a factory trike. That's a big difference. The Goldwing trikes are not going to be factory trikes. It's going to be a Goldwing. I own a trike. I own a Goldwing trike with the Roadsmith independent rear suspension on it. I'm very happy, but I can tell you the number one thing you need to look for is the caster rake on the front end that hopefully has been changed on your trike to make the thing drive whole bunch better than just bolting on the two axle or the axle on the back. It's got to be five and a half degrees, give or take a degree. The more bigger number, the better off you are. Most of them are one, two degrees, and you are going to fight turns in every way, shape, or form. I'll also offer you this because I know who you are. If you're ever up in the Payson area, call my office and have them put you in touch with me because that's in the barn is where my trike's at, and you can take it for the day. You can take oh, it and drive it. And it's a Goldwing. It's a 2012. It's got the Roadsmith back end on it. I know that the guy spent $45,000 to buy a brand-new Goldwing and then shipped it to Minnesota and had the trike back put on it. I bought it from him for a little more than half of what he's got in it. And my wife and I just recently took a long trip to Laughlin with a bunch of other bikers, and it and she'll tell you it was the nicest experience she's ever had on a motorcycle. Because uh, she she complains about her knees touching the ground when Mark drives a motorcycle, and she <laughs> cries about stupid stuff like that. But we've been married 41 years, and she's still my pick. So if you, but I I love my trike, and that what moved me to the trike was is I had a Kawasaki 1000, and I dropped it at a gas station, and I actually had to have somebody come and help me pick it up. And at that point, I figured I needed a motorcycle that wouldn't fall over, and so a trike was the next the next thing for me. So that's it. All right. Thank you very much, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Glenn, don't you go anywhere because you're next. Um, I'm only 30 seconds away, 15 seconds away from being at the end. 602-508-0960 at the end of this segment. We still have 45 more minutes. So if you want to give us a call, 30 more minutes, 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. We'll be right back. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair. The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. You want to feel connected, at one with your world. Informed, included, and inspired. So no matter where you are, have an accident on the expressway. when important things happen, you see this man, contact authorities immediately. We're here, at all hours, in the moment, on every device in your life. Your local radio and TV broadcasters. We investigate and inform. Our political investigation saved taxpayers. Give back to the community. Our radio station is now accepting donations to help rebuild this community. Even save lives. It's time to just hunker down. It's too late now to leave. America's number one source for news, weather, and information. On your radio, TV, computer, tablet, and smartphone. We are broadcasters. Always here for you, wherever here may be. Tell Washington local stations matter by texting RADIO to 52886. Furnished by NAB and the station, message and data rates may apply. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. On the road again. How could your foot not be tapping right now? How can that happen? Anyway, thank you, Willie. Thank you, thank you, thank you, buddy. 602-508-0960 if you want to join Glenn and Frank. 602-508-0960. We have three spots open, and I want to talk to you about Carl Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Since 1970, Thompson's has been serving the citizens of Mesa. Thompson's is the only auto repair shop in Mesa that's done two things. Number one, they applied to be on my list of best car repair shops. And number two, passed my filters. Passed the screening process. So there's lots of good shops in Mesa. Some of them haven't applied. Some of them have. But 
it's important to pass the filters. Thompson's has been around a long time. They do light truck repair, car repair, maintenance repairs, RV repairs. They have ASE certified technicians. They provide you the highest level of automotive service, followed up with friendly reminders to let you know when your vehicle might be due for service, and if so, what kind of service are you up against. It's never been easier or more convenient to keep your vehicle in tip-top shape, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. He's also, Thompson's Auto Repair will tow you in Mesa to Mesa, for like $35, and that's up to five miles. So if you want to haul it from one place to the other, even if it's not going to his shop, it's okay. $35, passenger car, five miles, starts in Mesa, ends in Mesa. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Okay, Glenn, good morning to you. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Um, if you're not tired or tired questions, I have another one for you. Absolutely. Go right ahead, sir. Okay, kind of a generic question or a uh, Let's say that you have a, a Chevy pickup that had a 245, 75-16 uh, tire on it okay. from the factory. And let's say that the sidewall says maximum load, you should be at 55 pounds of air pressure. But yes, the door sticker says that you should run 30 pounds of air. Yes, sir. Unloaded, unloaded, obviously. No. Okay. No. No, that uh, secret I'm going to tell you is the 35 is that's how much you need to put in these tires to hold the maximum weight that this car is allowed to be. Okay. okay. So it's maximum weight. So they're saying only 35 gets you fully loaded. The, then the, the tire maker says this is going to be on a lot of tires and, and a lot of cars, and so 55 don't ever exceed that. But there's a difference in how much weight can we load, and there and it, the, as the inflation goes up, the load goes up. If that makes sense. But go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay. So on this particular vehicle, let's say that it had uh, a 16-inch wheel with a uh, 75 aspect ratio. Okay. Let's say that you put. 22s or 26s or 28s or 30s with say a 40 series tire. Okay. And let's say let's say you go to a 40 series tire and it says maximum load 50 pounds of air. How much air do you put in that tire? Do you still go by the door sticker for the vehicle even no. though you went from a 75 series down to a 40 series? How do you no. know how much air? Do you I don't know anybody that can tell you that, but I can. And I'm willing to put a door sticker on your car because that's, I don't want to be sued. I have ha I have software, and the software lets me put in the data for your vehicle. It, it asks me what the OE tire is. It asks me what I'm putting on it now, and it makes me a new door sticker. And if you've done that and you want a door sticker, it's going to cost you 5 bucks. That's cheap, and I'm going to spend 20 minutes with you doing it. But the idea is is that there's very few people that can answer that question, but mathematically, I can be very precise. And what you're looking for is the two numbers. So once you put the 40 series tire on there, whatever the heck you want to put on there, then at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you, this is gross vehicle weight, this is maximum tire inflation. Those are the two numbers you're interested in. But that number on the car that says 35, on the door sticker that says 35, that says we have three three things on the car. We have the empty weight, then we have the cargo, which equals the gross vehicle weight, and that 35 pounds is for gross vehicle weight. 
So, Jerry, if you take your wife and two of your girlfriends, that's the maximum load in the car. But if you have five girlfriends in that car, Jerry, then you have to go from 35 to 52. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, depending on how big the three are. Jerry, it's a great point, Jerry, and and that would that would have to factor into all the calculations. You know, it it pleases me when I make a joke and and my caller laughs because I'm always scared that I'm going to offend you. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for laughing. So, thank but you, it, if you. If you want a new tire sticker because you've changed the tires on your car, on your truck, on your sport utility vehicle, I can do that for you. And I can tell you, now here's the deal. I can't make a label with the software I own if the tires are inappropriate. So once I dump all that information in there, it won't even let me make a label if your tires are underloaded for the gross vehicle weight your truck or your car is scheduled for. So that's kind of good. I like it. And I actually know the guy who built the software, and he's an engineer, and he spent 30 years with Michelin, and, and he knows more about this kind of activity than I'll ever know in my whole life. So he actually wrote the software, and it's a commercially available software, but I'm the only one that has it here in this area. So I'll help you if you need me, okay? Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Frank, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm good. I've got a problem. I've, had a 19, I've got two 1967 Cougars. One's an XR7 and the other is a GT what has a 390 engine. But okay. It has two common problems. Okay. Can't get the sequentials to work, and sometimes I can't get the brake lights to work, nor the emergency. I mean, I've changed that steering column switch. We've changed other things. You, you know someone that knows what they're doing and I can get this thing done because I can't drive it without brake lights. Well, I could, yeah. but people don't know hand signals anymore, so it's a problem. Okay. So let me just tell you how it's wired, okay? For the brake light, the brake light switch does not talk to the taillights. The brake light switch talks to the turn signal switch. Yes. And it's at that point that it splits it and sends it to both rears. Right. So... That's important to know that we're not taking the brake light switch all the way to the back. And then as far as turn signals are concerned, it's called a multifunction switch for a reason. But you, you and, and the answer to your question is a definite yes. What part of town are you in? Uh, uh, Bell Road and, uh, and, and, uh, and uh, the, uh, freeway, uh, I-17. Okay. I, I would either go to Action Auto and talk to Tom. Or I would, and he's at Deer Valley, uh, on the northwest corner of Deer Valley on the I-17. Or I would go to Bell Road on the northeast corner of Kurtz. Both of those old timers will not have any problems hunting down your problem. Yeah, I and even got parts, uh, parts from the guy from Oregon. Get them put in, and uh, um, just, just they just won't function. I can't. Get okay. And and a lot of times it's just a bad connection because again we have that you, right. if you put our, the multifunction switch in you already know there's a huge connection down there and a lot of times we're going to do all of our diagnostic right at that connection. Do we have brake light coming in on the green wire? Yes, we do. Have we got yellow and brown wires coming out with brake light? No, we don't. Where's that connection broken? On and on yep. and on. Yeah. So well, I ended up both of those guys can do it. And I put all the yeah. wires in, and uh, they match, but. Then there's four cans underneath the dash that operate four different things, plus about three cans in the trunk. So it's unbelievable. 
know. Well, and and if you run into the the best Ford old Ford guy I know that knows Mustangs and Cougars and all that kind of stuff actually has worked for me for 25 years. And he can cite chapter and verse and VIN number splits and all that kind of stuff. And he's my shop foreman. And he's available to talk to you for a short period of time for free. Really? So if you what, want, what's yeah. What's your number over there? 480-598-1234. You would ask for Eddie and tell him that Eddie. you have Mark's permission to bend his ear. And he's the <laughs> shop foreman, and he knows um, he can probably cite chapter and verse uh, how many wires and what color they are uh, on the connector to your multifunction switch. Well, if not, I could end up bringing it over to you too, couldn't I? Well, y yes, you can. But I I'm I'm telling you, Kurtz and Tom uh, at Action Auto, Kurtz, Kurt at Kurtz Auto, and Tom at Action Auto both have the skills necessary to track this down. We're talking old stuff here. The three-whiskered kid at the auto repair shop hasn't got a chance on this de deal. They don't want to deal with it. No, they don't want to deal with it. All right. So, but, but Tom and Kurt, be the one of those guys. They got gray hair. They got a little in their nose and in their ears. Both of them could fix your car. I, I would promise you that. All right? All right. Very good. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. You bet. Oh, Kurt. He's a great guy. And Tom at Action Auto, I get lots of attaboys on them. Anybody else right now? Jeremy? I'm going to break right now. When we come back, hopefully you'll call in because the lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. In any given situation where you think you need to say something, there's always a good three-part test before you say it. Question one, does something need to be said? Question two, does it need to be said right now? And then question three, perhaps the most important, does it need to be said by me? Does something need to be said? Does it need to be said now? Does it need to be said by me? Weekday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran quality transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to quality transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004... They won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. 
Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com Bill and Kathleen from American Vision Windows. What do you think are the most expensive windows that you can get in your house? It's the ones you already have. That's right. Your old windows that let in drafts and dust and let out the air conditioning you're paying for. Now is the time to get brand new, beautiful, energy-efficient windows from American Vision Window. And right now, no payments, no interest for six months. Or payments starting at just $99 a month. All that with free installation. Bill and I are so thankful that you can now have the quiet, energy-efficient, and beautiful home of your dreams. Showcase your new windows with beautiful shutters and blinds from American Vision. Call American Vision Windows now to get your new windows with no payments or interest for six months or with payments as low as $99 per month. Call 480-422-1632 or AmericanVision.com slash Arizona. 480-422-1632. 480-422-1632. ROC number 267599. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem, Bob Key here, 48 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and, and we're going to go to callers, but I'm going to tell you about Action Auto Repair. I just talked about Tom at Action Auto Repair. He's at I-17 in Deer Valley. Full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that served Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since 1983. I'm telling you, they're good. Tom is good on the old cars. He's been around the block. He's got gray hair growing out of his ears, out of his nose, and out of the shirt collar on his shirt. But he's a good fisherman, so if you like to talk fisherman and car repair, then Tom's your guy. But Action Auto is a good repair facility, I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner, and he's a good guy. And if you live in that area and you don't already have a shop that you love, then I would suggest you try Action Auto. All righty, Chuck, you're up. What can we do for you? You asked me a moment ago if I had anything else, and I forgot the most important thing I wanted to say. Okay. Congratulations and thank you. And what did I do? You have your kids working with you. Oh, I want to tell you something. You, um, I am blessed beyond belief. I, um, I, I regularly tell people that no matter whether I'm admitted to heaven or sentenced to hell, I'll have friends in both places. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no idea why. Uh, I have been blessed in so many ways, but um, I I have my youngest daughter, Andy, who is the uh, operations officer and the CEO, and she handles the money. And she her primary responsibility is handling my oldest child, my son. <laughs> and uh, he runs the shop, and she runs the business. And Renee and I are blessed beyond belief. Uh, that they both um, have a tremendous amount of energy, and they've been around the old man long enough for 25 to 32 years, although Andy's only 32 years old. But I, even more important than that, thank you for saying that. And um, as we sit here right now, we're waiting for Andy to uh, provide our fifth grandchild any moment. Oh. So um, 
Uh, I have my cell phone here, and she has the secret number, and we're ready. But thank you. Thank you for that, Chuck. Thank you for noticing. I lost both of my kids, uh, one seven years ago, uh, the other six years ago. And the the reason I I try to think to tell everybody that has adult kids, hug them a lot. You never know. You, you never know, um, and I think I'll, I think you'll agree with me that uh, uh, I pray every night that uh, take me before you take one of my kids. Yep. And so, thank you for that. Thank, thank you, Chuck. You. Thank you very much, uh-huh. Jim. Good morning to you, buddy. How can I help you? And uh, late uh, uh, this morning, and uh, in fact, just a few minutes ago, you were talking to somebody about a tail light. Oddly enough, that's what I was going to call about. Uh, okay. I got a, a tail light on, <clears throat> and on one side, when I use the turn signal. Um, it burns. It burns the uh, uh, the base of the bulb uh, to where it won't operate. Um, the the blinker starts blinking real real fast on the front, but the rear won't blink at all. This is the tail light. Okay. And so I, 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 I can go ahead. I know what it is already. All right. It's a socket. All right. Um, it's a bad socket. What kind of car truck are we talking it, about? It's an oldie. It's an O2 Chevy Cavalier. Okay. Um, what you do is you stop by a local auto parts store um, or your dealer, whatever, because this isn't going to cost that much, and just ask them for a taillight socket and give them your VIN number and tell them you want to, and it's going to come with three wires. It's going to be a ground and a turn signal and a brake, and, the, and, and actually the brake is the turn signal. Actually, it's going to have taillight, brake light, turn signal, and ground. Well, it's easy to, it yes, they are. Uh-huh. Yes, they are. And, uh, and then you're going to put a new bulb in it. And when you put the new bulb in it, I want you to look at your owner's manual. And it could be an 1157, it could be a 2057, or it could be a variety of other numbers. I want you to use the right bulb for that car, okay? Is bulb grease uh, uh, a good thing these days? I've never heard of it until I went to the store to buy a new bulb, and they, they were selling bulb grease. Okay, it's called dielectric grease. Huh? And it's something that is used on in, in my world. Every minute of, and I'm here at the ranch, and if I'm going to crawl 22 feet in the air to put a bulb in, I'm going to put a, a slight coating of a dielectric grease on the on the threads of the bulb, so the next time I go up, I don't have to dig that bulb out of that socket. Gotcha. So I use dielectric on everything, and it will not hurt anything. Just don't go crazy. I want you to put enough dielectric grease, the same amount of stuff you put on your lips. Okay. I don't want anything more. And it, don't. It's not like toothpaste. It's just a, a, a fine coating, okay? All right. All right. One other thing, if you have a minute. Sure. Okay. Uh, AC. Uh, my car surges uh, uh, significantly, um, uh, and, it, and it's only when the AC is on, and it's only when it's in gear. If I put it in neutral, like at a stoplight, the surging stops. The RPM. Okay. The RPM. Where's your fan speed? Uh, it, it, I've tried it on full. I've tried it everywhere. So, okay, when was the last time anybody dealt with your air conditioning system? Uh, two years ago. Okay. I would think the low-pressure switch is kicking the fan. Now, does it does it cycle on and off at highway speeds? Can you yeah. tell? Yeah. Okay, then I think you're low on refrigerant, and I think you have two, two pressure switches on your Cavalier. I'm pretty sure you have a high pressure that's going to shut it down when we get well over 400 pounds, and you've got a low pressure, and that low pressure probably usually kicks at about 22 pounds, so less than that. In your particular situation, because it's been two years, I would suggest that you find somebody who has that fancy machine that sucks out your refrigerant, cleans it up, measures it, and let's say you hold 30 ounces of refrigerant, they pull out 20, they clean yours up, they charge you a $10 process to do, or $10 to clean it, 
then they add 10 more ounces, they top you off. This is as close to a dipstick as I've ever seen in our industry, and our success rate on that kind of a thing is 1,000%. We are fixing cars like there's, and here's the two keys. I got a problem that's related to refrigerant level, and nobody's touched the car for two, three, four well, this years. This compressor was replaced uh, two years ago, so okay. can't have a dying thing with it. And and that that process I'm talking about is like $100 worth of labor, $10 to clean up your refrigerant and put it back in, which is cheaper. Some guys will sell you your own refrigerant back, and I don't like that. I don't do that, but it's okay with me if they do that because it's their business. But I don't do that. And then you, I charge you for the extra 10 ounces at $2, $2.50 an ounce, and then we're done. So the bill is like 100 to 150 depending on what you need back. But I would do that. I wouldn't do anything more than that. And I think at the end of the day, but I also know that if you if you were my customer and you pulled into my garage and it was cycling on and off, I would be able to tell you within minutes of whether the high pressure switch was doing it or the low pressure switch was doing it because I know how to do that. So if I pulled the low pressure switch and jumped it and all of a sudden it ran for up two or three minutes and then I unplug it and I plug it back into your low pressure switch on your accumulator and we start cycling again, you're low on refrigerant. We're done. All I got to do... What part of town are you in? Uh, Central and uh, Central and Glendale Avenue. Okay. Um, gosh darn it! I want you to go to MarkSalem.com, click on Best Car Repair Shops, and then click Glendale. And go mechanical. You're going to go to mechanical in Glendale. I just can't think of anybody right now, but I'm up against the clock. All right. Okay. Well. All right. Thank you very much, Nacho. You're up next, Nacho. How can I help you? Hey, I got a 09 uh, Chevy Aveo, and I need the transmission uh, fluid to be changed. Do you recommend Do you recommend a flush or just uh, servicing? Has the filter and pan ever been pulled? Yes, I've had it actually um, serviced. You know, they switch out the old fluid twice, but uh, it still looks dirty. Okay, um, I recommend if we've already done the filter and the flush or the filter and the pan once, then I recommend a flush. Then we go back to filter, then we go back to flush, and we alternate back and forth. So under those circumstances, I would flush the transmission. You're talking 150 to $200 worth of uh, money and time and, and fluid. We're going to use 20 quarts of fluid to flush out your 14 quarts of old stuff, and that's what usually happens. So to answer your question, a flush. Thank you, Nacho. David, I don't have much time, so we got to be quick, but go right ahead. Hey, quick question is, I went from uh, AMC distributor to uh, HEI distributor, and it's in the okay. spark plug. Um, the spark plug came out of a gap at 35, and I think they say 55 on the HEI. Well, uh, first of all, did you use the existing wiring to fire up your HEI distributor? No, I ran a, I ran it through a relay. Okay, well, we can't use that because that's a 9-volt wire. If it, if it ran a points and condenser ign an ignition system, you can't use that wire. You've got to go all the way back to the ignition switch and, 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 and take that wire out of the circuit, grab 12 volts, and run to it. So you can't use that wire. And if you do, you'll never get the benefit of HEI. But to answer your question, you would simply look at your same motor, and you would move forward until you got into HEI, which is 1976 on a, on a Chevrolet. And at 1970, well, some 75s, but 76, you'd find your motor, and then you'd gap it. And I think your gap's going to be 45. But I want you to make sure that you're not grabbing a hold of that 9-volt wire because there's a resistor wire that feeds the coil on a non-HEI unit. So we don't have much time. I'm sorry I couldn't help you out any better than that. But, David, my email address is mark at marksalem.com, mark 
at MarkSalem.com. Thank you, Bob Key, for spending your Saturday with me. Thank you to all of you. And my email address is good for you as well, Mark at MarkSalem.com.